We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, John of the Macri, with you for another episode of Knicks Film School Podcast. Happy, I think, bring in Andrew early here. I think I have my, I think I have my voice back, right? Is it all, it's like 90% of the way back. You're, yeah, we'll put it at 90, 95 even. I'll give you that much. 95. Yeah, the, the, the sexiness that Jeremy and I were enjoying over the weekend is... <laughs> Is up to is slowly going away, but yeah, sir. Um, how do you feel? I should, I should ask. I feel okay. I, I have a little bit more OJ in the fridge. I ran out of Dayquil. I ran out of Nyquil. Um, but I think I'm going to be all right. Uh, I'll, I, I to to get through by tomorrow. I should for uh, for Nick's bucks. Uh, I should be okay. Which uh, perfect transition. We've got a great episode for you today. Um, Ty Windish, uh, he is the host of the Eurostep podcast, um, a blue wire podcast that covers the Bucks. We actually just finished recording a few moments ago and um, no surprise. We had a great conversation because Ty is really good at what he does uh, covering the Bucks. And uh, we just we bounced around, talked about a lot of stuff, talked about the first game, talked about what to expect maybe for this game, talked about the Bucks in general, Giannis, um, some some past history stuff from both organizations. You'll enjoy this episode a lot. Um, Andrew, before we get to it, though, I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, no. What did I do? Oh, I think I know what I did. But well, John, yeah, I mean, tell me, what did I do? I, 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 I say, Andrew, you are in charge of the Knicks Film School brand. You feel free to clip whatever you want to clip <laughs> and disperse it on Twitter as you see fit. And sure enough, there I am today. I'm like... You know, taking my usual five minutes stroll through the old the old feed, and I see what is going on. Twitter has been lit ablaze by something I said. Apparently, <laughs> me, me, that I said. What did you uh, say, John? <clears throat> well, um, no, I mean I don't want to rehash it, but basically, when I kind of lost my shit for a minute after the Sixers game, when someone, um, you know, had the audacity, right? To, to question, I think I don't even remember what the person said. Something about so the question that this, first of all, shout out to the super chat. We are greatly appreciative. We, we are. We are. Understand that you enter the lion's den, you might get bit <laughs> oh, at times, and that the freedom to disagree with people who 
donate in the super chat is something we hold dear as well. So while we appreciate your contribution, we also have to react naturally or else it's it's just not real. So not this, not, not it's not or sorry, what's the opposite of disingenuous? It's not gen, gen, genuine. Genuine. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's not Rather genuine. than exactly. Go. It's not genuine. So yeah. as a result, uh, all that caveat to say that the question or I guess the comment was that it was about OB not playing enough in the minutes distribution. And the commenter said, uh, Tibbs is uh, being, it's a slowly alarming. Uh, oh, that's Tibbs right. Minutes rotation and distribution. Yeah. And you so, were like, cause this has also been a theme that people are well, upset with the minutes distribution as overall. So it's funny. I, I, I had a busy day. I genuinely didn't even watch whatever you put out. I, I knew what you put out, but I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, and I didn't realize what the comment was, which I just asked you about it. That makes a lot of sense because, and here's, what's interesting. Guess who criticized Tibbs earlier this year? That would be you. That would be this guy. Um, and my, and my critique at the, it was in the spur of the moment during the, um, what was it during the first magic game? Right. When he, when he left Julius Randall in with like, whatever it was, four and four minutes and changed to go. And he got a flagrant foul and, or a flagrant foul was committed against him. You know, and I tweeted out, I, I don't think there's any reason for Julius Randle to be in the game right now, which is ostensibly a criticism of of the head coach. I guess the and I do think it's OK to criticize. And I actually think it's, it's healthy to criticize, um, which is why for as much as I screw around with them, like Schwinn, I love what Schwinn does. And Schwinn, mm-hmm. like Schwinn's kind of made a cottage industry of this at, with the Strickland. And um, it, it is good and it is healthy because guess what? Like. Jeff Van Gundy, what did he come on here and say about let, when I questioned him? Let know, Tibbs what? be Tibbs, yeah. Well, no, he he said, let, I'm, oh, I'm talking about something else. I'm talking about oh, when, okay, when, go ahead. When, he, when I asked him about a lineup decision he had made in his first game as Knicks coach, and he was like, it was stupid then, and it's stupid now. Like, mm-hmm. coaches fuck up. And it's like, us as fans recognize, um, it's okay, like, it's things we recognize are indeed things that a coach in his private moments, Tom Thibodeau included, might be like, yeah, you know what? I, I maybe like to have that back. I think the reason why it set me off, <laughs> set me off the edge is I think there is a, there is a way to go about doing it. And then there is a way like to, whatever the way it was phrased, it was like genuinely alarming, <clears throat> it, yeah, genuinely alarming. It followed up, so, followed up a comment about comparing Alfred Payton's stats to Kemba Walker's stats and why is Kemba well, which, playing? So, you know, so it was like a, a comp, like it was surprising that you were doing this all after a victory, which, I, you know, here, here's, uh, and I hope this doesn't come off as wishes, wishy-washy, but this is genuinely how I feel. I think, and it, this isn't just go for coaching an NBA team. I think this goes for almost any profession. Like it is healthy to, to question and critique. It keeps people on their toes. It keeps them being good at what they do. But I do think there is a modicum of respect. And I don't mean that in terms of like, you know, this person is an NBA coach. Thus, we must, you know, they, they you know, kiss their feet and, and worship the ground that they walk on. I mean, like if there is proof of concept, um, and like, for instance, with David Fisdale, there was no proof of concept because right. he came in and he started losing a bunch of games and then he lost a bunch more games. Then he got fired. Right. And like, but if you, if you get a guy who has come in and he has shown proof of concept and it's like, okay, there is a method to this madness and you may not understand it and you may not see everything that I see, but you know, I like, there is a reason why the Knicks did what they did last year after the expectations that they had. And I think once, once you get over that hump, 
well, it's okay to question. And God knows, like, again, we're recording this episode before they play the Bucks tonight. Um, tomorrow night. Tomorrow, well, tomorrow night is, yeah, but by the time you hear this tonight. Oh, true, true, true. Um, so, you know, New Orleans and Will may be out. Mitchell Robinson may be out. Um, if if Obi Toppin plays 11 or 12 minutes, I'm not going to be happy. I'm going to want to see him more. And I'm if he doesn't play more and they lose... After the game, I'm sure I'm going to be like, I wonder what would have happened if he, if he played more. I think it's okay to actively wonder. But but for me, I guess the, the, the notion of like, we're 11 games into a season that we're seven and four coming off the season that we just had, you know, on a guy that's like widely acknowledged to be, if not one of the best coaches in the league, certainly the hardest worker and a guy who literally he makes his bones by living, breathing, eating, sleeping, pissing, shitting this, this, this stuff every day of the week. Um, and to, to think that like, there's not more behind it. Um, I guess that to me is where like the, the, the casual dismissal of like, Oh, clearly this person has no idea what they're doing. They're wrong. That to me is where that's like the breaking point for me. And I, I don't know if it, what it is about my personality. Maybe it's just like, I was, I don't know. I was raised, to have that's, like that's what I was telling you before we started recording. The, yeah, the psych, psychoanalysis of why you're like that. You've told me from the beginning that there's an authority thing that yeah. you just don't like questioning authority. Probably why you're a teacher. Probably why you stopped being a lawyer. You know, there's there's a thing to it that I've admired, and as somebody who grew up on, I think this is part of New York's identity and DNA as well. Someone who grew up on the Beningos and the Franceses and yep. the Russos that questioned every single head coaching decision for 20 years of my life. It's something I've had to let go because these guys are entertainers. They're talking heads. They yep. didn't always know more than the head coaches. And it's something that while you can, like you said, criticize and like we went through an entire season last year of why is he starting Alfred Payton, but recognizing we're not here without Tibbs. So it's not that we don't think well, he could be better, but that there's like, there is a respect we have to give to the guy that's gotten us here. And if I'm being completely honest, like uh, I don't know how many people listening know this, like I practiced law for five years, you know, mm -hmm. and to do that, I went to law school for three years and like, I can't think of how many times that I would be in my office discussing a case with someone where someone would be like, oh, well, you know, you should do this or like, this is how we should approach this. And I'd be like, well, you know, no. And I try to explain as best I could, but you can't really explain because again, they don't have the knowledge base that you're, they're not even equipped to have that conversation. And quite frankly, I have better shit to do with my time than mm -hmm. explain to you how I'm going to. And again, that's just one perspective of one person. But I think in, in general, when, when there are professions out there in the world that require a certain amount of man hours to even get to the point where you're allowed to do the thing. And then there's exponentially more hours that are required for you to rise to the top of that profession for, for people who have are not privy to what is entailed in those hours upon hours upon hours to come in and basically say, this person doesn't know what they're doing. I'm, right. I know better that again, that to me is call it a respect for authority, call it whatever you want is where I kind of have to, draw the line to say nothing of the fact that it's the Knicks. They've been a dumpster fire for 20 years. We're seven and four, maybe just fucking, you know, be, be okay with where we're at. Well, you, did you hear what Tibbs's reasoning was? 
No, about, I didn't. Well, so he mentioned last night, it, I forget who asked the question, but he said that he, when he goes to Obi and to, and Randall lineups, that it's, it's never Obi at the five. He puts Randall at yes. the five. And as a result, Randall's asked to do a lot more, you know, uh, body banging down defensively. Low, yeah. Defensively. And it takes a lot out of him. And he prefers to leave Randall at the four where he's guarding stretch fours or traditional power forwards. And as a result, you know, he would rather not drain him at the other end of the floor. And as can, as great as Obi's been so far, there are three other centers on the roster. Now, th- tonight, there might be an opportunity for Obi to play. The distribution of 11 to 38 may not be the thing we love the most, but um, I at least after hearing that was like, OK, so. Tibbs yeah. would rather Tibbs would rather not drain his best player, his all NBA player that's gotten here most of the time, and you know likes to to depend on him more than anything else. Sure, and like I'm not saying that Tibbs is like lying, but like I take everything Tibbs says with many grains of salt. I think he's really smart. I think he knows the thing that he could say. As do like, you. I know. I know. But like, even if that isn't the real, it's an answer. I get it. It's like okay, yes, it's I can answer. accept that as an answer, even if I might. Well, think that Obi should play more than 11 minutes, you know, but I guess, I guess here's my point is like, even if Tibbs's real reason was like, you know what? I don't fucking trust the kid. He has to, he has to earn it based on X, Y, and Z. If that in his expert estimation is like his reasoning, it's like, I'll, I'll respect that. I may not agree with it. Um, you know, but, but, but I'll respect it. Um, you know, and then that gets into other issues. Well, you know, they just made a coaching analytics hire. Like, where mm-hmm. does that play it? Like I, I, it, him playing nicely with that arm in the organization, that's a whole nother conversation. I do think it's very important, but again, this gets into all kinds of different tentacles of other discussions. Um, but that, I, uh, I actually yeah. do like the pipeline the Knicks have created. Cause it's yeah, not, it's not like we drafted kid. He plays automatically. We drafted kid. He's put like, I really think that was a disservice to the Kevin Knox's and the Frank Nilakinas and yes. some of the younger guys that needed a developmental system that we've seen work elsewhere. Jordan Poole is in gear three with Golden State. And well, now account- we're starting accountability. to see. Right. So I like that Grimes has to earn his way into the rotation. I like yeah. that Deuce is going to have to earn his way behind Derrick Rose and, and Kemba Walker. Not like if the Knicks were, were destined for 15 wins, fine, play them. But then whoever, whatever savior you think is coming in the draft is going to show up to a 15 win team with nobody around him. And I like that the Knicks have actually created like a mini minor leagues within their organization where guys are developed properly. Which, which by the way, is not easy to do. And very few yeah. organizations get it right. And the ones that do get it right tend to be really successful. And I'm still very ad, ad, admirous. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, <laughs> envious um, of places like Toronto, uh, who I think Toronto does it better than anyone. Uh, Spurs will see where they're at. I'm, you know, but like, yeah. I mean, I'll say it. I Miami for all the much, as much I, as I hate heat culture, they were the, they're still the, 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 gold the, the poster child of, you know, development and whatnot. So I, I got to give them credit that they, way. They took Duncan Robinson and they made, turned him into a player that I wanted to pay a hundred. How many yes, million? <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into this more on the Patreon pod, but did you see what happened with Jokic and yes, Morris last night? Oh, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about, about on the about Patreon it. pod, but it's what I, I live for with like the return of nineties basketball. And it's yeah. also hilarious to see, Miami Heat fans that like opine for Udonis Haslam being the 12th man on the roster and taking up a spot. And then the moment he was there for 
like this, where he still doesn't leave the bench or do anything. And it's just a lot of talking. It is actually hilarious, you know? Hashtag heat culture. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Joining me now on the Knicks Film School podcast, uh, a uh, member of the Blue Wire podcast family. He is host of the Eurostep podcast. Um, they cover the, say it with me now, defending world champion Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I've known this guy for a long time, and somehow this is the first time you've ever been on this podcast. Ty Windish, what's going on? Not much. It's it's a shame the Bucks have to be reigning world champs for me to get an invite to the most prestigious podcast out there. But I'll take it. It was worth it. It was all worth it just for this. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, we have high lofty standards yeah. here. I, listen, I'm pretty sure we've had podcast hosts that I'm not going to name any names are not as good as you a and B <laughs> cover some pretty dog shit teams, um, that have been, been on this, <laughs> been on this pod. So I have no excuse is, is the point. It's all, uh, all, all good. All good. Glad to hear. Very glad to hear. So before we'll get into, so obviously for anybody listening to this, who may not be as in tune with, uh, the ins and outs of the, the, NBA schedule. How dare you? Um, The Knicks play the Bucks uh, tonight uh, after they played them uh, last week, which we'll talk a little bit about that. And um, we're going to get into that in a bit. But first, listen, man, you're you get to talk about the team at the top of the mountain. Um, I I could only imagine what that feels like. So I'll just start out by asking, like, what's it been like since I guess really since the since the finals or like during the finals since the finals has it been? 
Yeah, it's, you know, obviously right when it happens, it's pure elation and Bucks fans being Bucks fans going through some of the stuff that we have gone through following this team over the last 10, 20. I mean, for some people longer, but people around my age, you know, maybe 10 years, maybe more, you know, pure elation, but not until like literally until the buzzer sounds like I think maybe it was like Giannis hugging PJ or something like that as time expired. And that at that moment, I let myself celebrate like people, I was getting tweets. People are tagging me. Oh, congrats. Ty. No, 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 no. Until it's over. It's not <laughs> over. Don't do this. Like uh, I still remember 2019, you go up 2-0 in the Eastern conference finals. The warriors are banged up on the other yeah. side. You're looking ahead. All of a sudden it's gone. So, um, but it's That's the overtime game, right? Game three. Yeah, game three yeah, was yeah. A, a questionable Siakam out of bounds call. What a just a wild series. Nikola Mirotic yeah. ruined my life for a couple of years there. But and then <laughs> Sorry of course, to hear that. yeah, I mean it's you know whatever. Um, I have some stories. Oh, okay, oh, <laughs> of players over. Ruined oh, okay. Life. I thought you meant Mirotic. I was like, what did Mirotic no. do to the Knicks? Okay, I mean, I mean Mirotic. Punch Bobby, or no, sorry, Bobby Portis punched yeah. Miritich, and I guess that maybe uh, hastened his exit out of Chicago, and he ended up in New York. Yeah, it's, oh. it's the only Miritich connection I got. Now you guys got Bobby Portis. How about that? And he was instantly a fan favorite because yeah. he punched Nikola Miritich, actually. Um, and <laughs> that's how Bucks fans feel about Nico. But uh, anyway. then the bubble happens. Yeah, and the, the bubble happens, and that sucks. Um, so there was just like so much, I think, tension around Giannis leaving, Giannis not resigning all this, even after he extends, you know, with, with the way the league is now, you could still get out. But I think now that the elation has subsided a little bit when I'm not doing my daily watch of all the championship videos, it's mo it's just calming, right? Like, I just feel like it's a lot easier to be calm about the team. There's not, doesn't feel like there's this, you know, burden on the back of like, they got to win one. They have so much to prove. Can Chris be the number two? Was Drew yeah. worth it? All Giannis, can Giannis be the number one? Like, is Bud the right coach? Is Bud the right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was a big one. That's a I'm good sure, one. I, I'm sure you didn't get tired of that conversation at all. I, I was the one starting that conversation. Like I was one of the more vocal bug critics, but he won me over. Like he's good enough. And I think, you know, the argument against it from a lot of people for getting rid of bud before that, obviously for a lot of people was like, you know, you could, you can try the wilderness. That's that's when you fire a coach, you're in the wilderness to an extent, right? Like yeah. you don't know if the next guy is going to be better or not. Look at the Pacers before Carlisle. Um, yeah. And, and I think I was down to try the wilderness and now I'm not, you know, he can do it. Why would you try someone else? Sure. I think there's, there's a lot of safety in knowing you have a coach you can rely on. So yeah, I would say the, the, the best part of it, especially with the way the Bucks have started this year is just like that calming, like, they did it. We can think back on that. We know they can do it. Let's just try to get healthy and, and keep getting a little bit better here. I have to ask uh, before we move on from this point, it, did it make podcasting about the team any, um, I'm actually gonna, any like more difficult, was it tougher to podcast about like a, a team that like, okay, we have nothing to complain about. There's like, you know, everything's good. Um, and then like, how, how has it been so far this season? Like, are people like right back? Have you gotten like right back into the flow of like, fuck, they're four and six and like this <laughs> and that, you know? Uh, no, not really. We haven't. I mean, the Bucks Twitter, listen, Bucks Twitter. 
They're saying the Bucks have their pick this year. This is a big brain move. They're going to pick high in the first round. And I was like, shut up. But um, it, it, it's not, it didn't get harder, I would say. I think, um, listen, people are more interested in the Bucks than they used to be, which is great for us. Sure. And, you know, there's all, I mean, we we it's, we it's still have stuff to, to, to bitch about. I mean, that PJ Tucker signs with Miami to save luxury tax money, like day mm. one of free agency. You know, they're, they're not good. The 15th spot is open. Uh, there's still stuff to, to gripe about. You know, it's not as as calming as it is. It's not like, well, they can't. They're infallible now. Right. Like they yeah, can't sure. do anything bad. We still have we still have stuff to pick at. We always will, because you just see, you know, how thin the margin can be between champion and not. So um, I, I think it's not harder. It's just like it's almost like there's this safety net of like if things go really bad someday. We're just going to fire up a championship playoff <laughs> run look back series, baby. We got content to mine here. Yeah. And you could do that. The best we could do is, I mean, and we do it often is, is talk <laughs> about the, the old, the old nineties days, but we, you know, we don't, we don't quite have that same video. Linsanity. You can do, uh, I don't know. You know, what's funny not to get off too off track, but like <laughs> Linsanity is not, I don't know. Andrew, Andrew feel free to jump in here. I, I don't feel like people, talk about insanity much anymore right um, my off here? to an extent people don't talk about it but there is a contingent of yes a, yeah. well because and i'm i'm not gonna throw shots at you here i promise you of course you're gonna throw shots at me. you love there shots is me. a contingent of knicks fans that are not the most thrilled with carmelo anthony's tenure here ty and as a result Linsanity could have been so much more than a flash in a pan had Carmelo Anthony not come back and ruined everything. And so Linsanity's talked about more like a what if, but I think overall we're able to look at it more yeah. in context. No, that's that's well that's well put. So yes. uh yeah, the, the point is we, we don't have the championship parade to, to fire up. Um, but you know, um, things are going well now, uh, not as well as they are for you guys, but, but pretty well. And I have to say the win over you guys on Friday, uh, I, I, I'm not trying to like glow here, but like they, they needed that in the worst way. And I actually think to get it in the way that they did, um, what was your, what was your experience watching that game? I'm curious. That was brutal. So that's one, I was actually traveling for most of it and I only caught really the fourth quarter. So you okay. tune in, it's like, Oh, this is great. I can see him close to a win. And I think maybe to a lesser extent, the bucks kind of needed it too, just because did they really, they, well, they're going on this East coast road trip and now Philly being decimated, they're going to play, um, as we record, sorry, it's we're, we're, we're showing you how the sausage is made as the night we record this, yes. they're going to play the Sixers. I don't know how yeah. that's going to go. They kind of need to win. And luckily the Sixers are without even more guys than the bucks are, but without Chris for a while, without Brooke for no one knows how long without Dante for maybe the rest of his contract. I mean, the, the only, the only sense people are getting is it's going to be a while. And at some point it's like, is he going to play for the bucks again? I'm honestly, I keep sure. checking for updates on there's him nothing. because there's no, there's no updates on anyone is the frustrating part about Bucks injury reports this year. Like, yeah, and just, you know, ca casual fans may not know Dante Vincenzo is a very good player. Started on a couple very good teams was going to be the starter on the Bucks all playoffs. If he doesn't get hurt, probably. Um, and he does. And, and it's something serious with his ankle apparently. And he's off the scooter. Now he was scoot, scoot, scooting around for a while. Now That's he's better. walking, but apparently not, not close to returning. So, so you're banged up. 
Yeah, definitely banged up. And it's just like they had the they they had a nice lead over the Knicks. And it's like, okay, the Knicks are good, but steal this one. And then, you know, if you somehow lose to Boston, a terrible franchise, and, and some of the other good teams they're gonna play, then it's okay. Like go five hundred in this road trip, you know, sure. stick around five hundred, you can get back up. Cause you know, listen, it's you know, I, I think there's this this idea because LeBron did it one or two years that you know, it doesn't matter if you go in as a seventh or now it does with play in as a six seed, right? Like it's so. I was going to ask you, can't like, who cares if you guys are the six seed? I mean, the seven seed would be that's less than ideal. That's that's very tenuous. And you're you're already thinking about. Well, I mean, look, we're already talking about it here, and I openly asked the question on a recent podcast, like, who's the thirteenth best team in the East? And I'm like looking at the standings and like in the back of my mind, I'm like, shit, are we the 13th best team in the East? Cause I like, really you could look up and down and it's like, so who's your, who's your answer going to be? Is it Atlanta? Is it boss? I guess is, is it Boston? Is it, is it, is it going to wind up being Charlotte at the end of the day? Like whatever your answer is, there's another person willing to be like, no, that's actually the fifth best team. Like whatever. It's so sack. So I get, I get you saying it is tenuous already. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it, they didn't need it. And this is what Bucks fans will say who, who aren't, and I'm not worried, worried, but I would, I mean, look, it's like, like I meant, it's all about the margin when you're trying to win. Right. So if you can get the game seven at home instead of the road, even if it, it won't necessarily stop you, they won in Brooklyn. You'd I'd still rather have the advantage personally. Like I, sure. I would rather, you know, a harder path is cool. It makes for a great story. It, no, the story doesn't matter if you actually don't get through it though. So I, I would prefer them to at least have, you know, home court it for some rounds. It doesn't seem like they're going to get one anymore. It looks like the Sixers are going to do the same old thing of piling up wins and then doing nothing with, with their seeding result. But I like that. I can just, I feel very safe in slandering. some of my least favorite East teams. We can slander. Yeah. Let's let's do a quick rankings. Who is the most fun East team to slander? Uh, I mean, easy answer for, for us is Brooklyn. Although like, oh, I actually went, one. I mean, I wind up praising Brooklyn a lot because I just have a lot of respect for Durant. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the tough part else. about that. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty good. Um, Philly is up there. They're, uh, they're you, number one. They're number one. The process failed. One. I don't want to hear about the process. Go, go to the third round of the playoffs if it's such a success. Do what the Atlanta Hawks did in like the year two of their rebuild. By Stop beating you. <laughs> By beating yeah. yeah. That's, it's never stopped being hilarious to me. You know, the Simmons stuff, I'm almost bored of. It's like just too much at this point. Oh, I, but I just, I, the I daily about, oh shops. Oh, my God. It, I, yeah. We, we, yeah, we don't have to talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I have no idea who's going to be the top seed in the. I, look, if I, if you ask me to put money on it right now, I'd probably take say Brooklyn will be the one, and I, I still think the Bucks are going to make a run for two. The, the thing I found interesting watching that game is I feel like there's been a conventional wisdom uh, amongst some people, and we could get into Chris Middleton if you want in a sec because I have a lot again talk about a guy I have a lot of respect for. Like just you know you put Giannis, Giannis plus shooting, that's a fifty win team, right? Um, Drew's not all the way back, but even like if he's doing his thing on defense, it's like, and he's out, whatever it's, it's Giannis plus shooting. And it, it was weird watching that game. I don't know if it was maybe a lack of intensity, if it, what it was, but it felt like, wow, Giannis plus shooting is like not getting it done as much as I expected. I, I fully expected to lose that game going away. And, and that was before, that was before the game started, by the way. And then it just didn't kind of hold together. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Giannis didn't have his probably one of his worst games of the year, quite honestly, which is, is somewhat, I think, a credit to the Knicks. But there was no well, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I I love Nerlens Noel. Like I think Nerlens Noel is a hell of a player. I'm a big. And I look stupid for this now because Jared Allen's had an awesome season. I think he was just Player of the Month or Player of the Week or something. Yeah, Player of the Week. Yeah. Um, but when they signed that deal, I I was like, if if he didn't improve. And he, it looks like he has significantly, but I was like, is it that is, is it, would you at, rather not just have Nerlens Noel on this contracts? Nerlens Noel always has to sign. Nerlens Noel can play, but Jared Allen rocks. And it's, it, it was a stupid thing, but I like Nerlens Noel. But was it, hold on. I, I'm, I'm going to give you some credit here. Was okay. it a stupid thing? Because listen, we talk about this all the time because there's this ongoing, it seems like it's been going on for two years, Mitchell Robinson contract discussion. They could have made him restricted. They didn't. He's now going to be unrestricted unless they extend him up to a certain point that they can like, what is the value of a of a rim running center who, protect, yeah. who protects the rim, and like how much do the gradients matter in that conversation? And like you know, all summer people were like, "Wow, no, Mitch, you know when Mitch is out there, it's different. He could do stuff that Nerlens can't." And now we're eleven games into the season, and Noel has outplayed Mitch Robinson. So it's like, who the fuck knows? Yeah, no, that's that, the instant that I've. I'm a little surprised they're not making him restricted. But my thing with Mitch was always like, I don't think he's ever going to get the contract that Mitch fans think because it's like what you said. I mean, a big guy, especially with some injury concerns. Who's not a shooter, not a great passer, and he's not like a not he's a not deep, a passer really at all right now. It, it, yeah. it, it gives you a couple here and there. That's about it. And and just not like you know, I mean, Clint Capella is like on the borderline of DPOI talks, and I feel like yeah. he's probably going to never make more than he makes now. Like, there's just a it's a hard position, man. It's a hard position yeah. to get paid. I mean, Miles Turner's contract, and I don't know if he's going to get that much more as cap percentage than he than he's on right now. I'm, but I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. Um, but the, the Knicks Bucks game, they, they're too small. They're too small now. And usually a lot of the games that they've been losing, they're four and six as we record are Giannis has a great, and Giannis's plus minus swing is still really good. They're still winning the minutes he plays more often than not. This game was an exception. They lost his minutes, which if they're losing his minutes with that many guys out, you're, you're toast. And, That's and they were toast. staggering. But yeah. I think part of it was, I mean, Rose just decided not to miss in the fourth quarter and Giannis was out there and that tanked his plus minus. Yeah. I tweeted, how can Derrick Rose keep doing this? Like, just stop doing this. It's not fair that you can keep doing this. I I mean, I don't know how much you watched. You, you had your own stuff to worry about. So you might not have been watching Knicks Hawks, but like it wasn't that Derrick Rose was the Knicks best player. Derrick Rose was the Knicks best player oh, by a significant yeah margin yeah. until game five when he just ran out of gas because he'd been right. playing like 35 minutes a night. But like I wrote before the season, I'm like, Saying that Derrick Rose is a top 15 point guard in the league, is that insane? I don't know if that's insane. Like you have your the clear top 10, top 12 guys. And then there's like another group of like 10 or so guys. So it's like, you know, you catch the right guy on any given night. It's, it's I don't know. We love Derrick Rose here. So yeah, yeah. you're in, you're in good company. Yeah. Um, but like they, they just are finally getting Bobby Portis back, which has been helpful, but Besides Brooke Lopez, who's been out since the Brooklyn, the huge, amazing Brooklyn win, perfect ring night, he's got quote unquote back soreness. And they're not saying anything else. They're just saying he's out basically indefinitely. They don't know when he's going to come back, which is bothersome because there's not a backup center. They kept Robin Lopez one year. It'd be, honestly, I have my eye on I would I would do anything. I don't think they can trade for him until December. You really hope Brooke is back by then. I would yeah. do anything to get Robin Lopez back. But they're just too small, like especially when Giannis doesn't play. But even when he does, I mean, their championship thing for a lot of that run was like, 
I keep using the term weaponize your size. That's what they did. Like they were bigger. They grabbed every rebound. They scored in the paint over and over and over and they can't play that way. And they got better at switching. They switched a lot in the Atlanta series. Like they, that's something that they can do now, but this is never a team that wants to switch for 48 minutes a game. And now they're doing some hard hedging. That's been working a little bit more like forcing turnovers, using some of the length and guys like Grayson Allen's been racking up steals when they're doing that. He's got good hands, but he's good. Yeah, he's, he's a good play. player. I, yeah. I was really, I, when they did the extension, even I was like, hell yeah, that's going to be I, a great extension. I, I think Windhorse said it on his podcast. As soon as it got signed, it's a very tradable contract. It's a contract that's yeah. like made, made to be traded, but why do you want to trade it right now? Because he's, he's good. <laughs> well, and it's funny. Cause like, there's still, I think a little contingent of fans out there and maybe it's more in people who haven't been watching the bucks as much who also have not forgotten about Dante, but I still see it posed. Like is Dante going to start when he comes back? I'm like, hell no. Like they gave Grayson <laughs> Allen $20 million over the next two years. They didn't do that for him to be a sixth man. Like look what they gave Pat. I mean, Portis isn't a good example because they couldn't pay him, but yeah. I think the guys they envision coming off the bench are not getting that kind of salary slot uh, from the bucks. So, so wait, Dante's going to be unrestricted this upcoming he's going to be restricted oh he's restricted sorry because he's first i'm sorry he's the first round pick well it'll be up to them they'll get to pick i would imagine they will make him restricted that'll be wow i don't know really if they do i think it'll be for a sign and trade i don't know what kind of interest will be out there i think they're going to look to move him this is not sourced at all but yeah no I, i just i you know if he doesn't come back let's say he returns to play in march are you going to be okay. comfortable playing him heavy minutes in the playoffs by April on a rotation that has a lot of good players? Like, it's a good point. And if he doesn't play in the last two playoffs, this is his third major foot injury since Nova. Like, I, I don't think the Bucks are going to want to pay him a lot of money. I mean, the 15th spot is open. They're dying for depth with all these injuries. It's a tax thing. We just know it's a tax thing. Yeah. Uh, ripped luxury tax savings for putting up zero points, rebounds, blah, blah, blah this season because they really need some production. But Good call. Good call. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think there's a chance that we don't see him play for the Bucks again. And it's just like one of those things. So it wouldn't stun me if they made, if they just let him go. So I mean, that's what they did with Jabari Parker when he was came up there. And, like, and okay, that, obviously that was the right move. Um, someone will, someone will pay him. I think, yeah. Someone will give him a flyer contract at yeah, least. Maybe the Knicks. Uh, well, I mean, look, we, it's funny. The one thing we haven't talked about a lot this year is like off season stuff. Cause we're just kind that's of, good. So, uh, you I, know what? I'm happy for it. you guys. I'm so happy for you guys. Oh, that's know, very I, nice of you. Thank you. I heard some Knicks fans <laughs> earlier. They were like, I don't even think, I don't even want to do the Dame thing. I don't even want to talk about the Dame thing. Like I'd rather just have RJ. And I'm like, I don't know about that. The way Dame started the season. Now I'm like, Oh, maybe it's a good call. But I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm glad it's not like, who are we going to get in 2023? You have a good team. I think it's good to enjoy a good team. I think there's a problem with basketball. If you guys were like, yeah, they're going to win 45 games maybe this year and all that. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about what Julius Randall salary slot good is. That stuff is toxic. <laughs> When you've been, when you've been, when you've been through, I mean, listen, you've been through, so like your year, so what is there, I, I feel like I know your history pretty well. So basically from the, from the Ray Allen, uh, uh, big dog, uh, Sam Cassell team. And then what turned into the, what was Gary Payton there for a half a year? Uh, yeah, 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 that was uh, George Carl, man. Never, never let George Carl run your team. Furious George, love him on Twitter, but if he doesn't like your star player, you're getting a bag of chips for him, and yeah, it sucks. And then things were not good for <laughs> things. Good call, Andrew. Things were not good for a while, and then yeah. they were 
better. And then there was, I, when was the grievous Vasquez oh, trade? Uh, I think 15. Okay. But I think that, that was 2015. Yeah. But that was after they drafted Giannis. That's right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because what I, it's funny, I went through all of your team's moves in a newsletter I did this offseason because like Nick fans were hemming and hawing about like uh, different things that the organization could do or might do. And I'm like, listen, the Bucks are proof that you do not have to get everything right. And you could actually get some shit really wrong. Yeah. You just have to nail nail the things that matter. And you and you guys did nail the things that matter. But like, look, you had Coach Kid for a while. That was oh, how was that experience for you? Listen, I will, tell you I will tell you every Bucks fan knew as soon as Dallas hired him and they're seven and three. Now I get that. I don't trust it. Everyone was like, take the under on the Mavericks. Cause they're going to blow up. Luca's going to throw a basketball at his head. He's not a great basketball coach. He's not a great person. He is just the most Under, understatement. Bitter, yeah. Very, huge understatement. Um, if you've read Mirren Fader's terrific book, Giannis, the improbable rise of an NBA MVP, the kid stuff got all the hype, which sucks. Cause there's actual great bucks. Giannis stuff in there, of course, but the kid stuff in there, it's like the guy is just toxic and Luca's already yelling at coaches that they already had. That's going to be a powder keg, but yeah, that sucked. Uh, the kid thing was, was, not a fun time at all another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Until they, until the Knicks beat the six, the Sixers like C squad uh, last night, I was more worried about this game because I just think something's not right, quite right in the water in 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 New York. But I thought they found figured some things out um, against that team, even if it was a decimated lineup. I'm feeling a little bit more hopeful against the Bucks. At the same time, you guys are. I have the ultimate amount of respect for you. I'm curious what you think as an outsider, what your impressions of this Knicks team are, because you said a minute ago you thought they were good. Um, which is something I'm not used to hearing. Do, do you think the Knicks are actually a decent team? Yeah, I think they are. I mean, I think it's, it's they probably have a kind of wide swing range and it depends on a couple things like, you know, what is RJ going to be both long-term and this year? You know, that's obvious. And I, I'm sure you guys talk about this all the time because you have no choice. I don't love the 2.6 assist number I'm seeing on his, on his slash line right now. That doesn't tell the whole story. I don't watch a lot of RJ. No, don't. But it's funny you bring that up because it's the thing people concentrate on the three point shooting and people, and people concentrate on the finishing as the two things that they focus on the most. And since he was drafted, I'm like, you got him so he could be a five assist a game playmaking yeah. wing. Like that's his ceiling in the league. And I feel like for whatever reason, people don't pay as much attention uh, to that. That said, I will defend RJ here because he has thrown quite a lot of nice passes this year that guys just have missed shots. So I think that that's, a bit of a misnomer at the same time. It's not that far off. I mean, 2.6 assists is 2.6 assists. So, 
Yeah. But I, but uh, just generally on the Knicks, though, I just feel like there's a lot of good players on the roster. And I think it's that that's how you make a good team. I think yeah. I, I was a Randall Doubter after the playoffs, but I think he's looked pretty good this year. Looked really good against the Bucs, um, but he's looked yeah. pretty good. It looks seems on the whole. He's continued to do his thing of he can score by himself. He can score from, on assists. He can dish the ball a little bit. You know, I liked the and I kind of made fun of him for it at the time. The contracts aged better as more details came out. But like Fournier and Kemba are just like, just good players. I think maybe probably were overrated at one point and are now underrated. That weird thing we do where it's like, you look at the dollar <laughs> amount more than the production, even if they're not yeah. making that much anymore. And I just think like at Fournier was hyped to be like the savior of the Celtics and then got COVID. It didn't work out. And actually Kemba kind of was too. Um, and just didn't, nothing works out there. Uh, coincidentally enough, but man, just it, shots fired left and well, right. What I did mean, Boston do to you? Did Boston, uh, did Boston hurt you? 20, 2016, 2016, I think they beat the Bucks in the playoffs. Okay. And you and have they not- were up 1 0 in 2019. Uh, and they yeah. actually, it was later. It was, it was probably, it was 17, it was 18. It was 18, I think. They didn't, Bucks didn't go in 16, lost to Raptors in 17, Celtics in 18, Raptors in 19, Heat in 20, and then yes. no one, this last one, which is cool. But, uh, but no, I think they yeah, I think they're a good team, though. And I, I've kind of come around on Tibbs. I didn't like the hire when they first got him. But I just think if they last through the year, I think they're going to be a good team because <laughs> of the way he coaches and the things that he stresses. I think, yeah. I mean, look, we, I I was not always on board with, with the Tibbs. Well, let me rephrase that. I When his name first came up, like anybody, I'm, I thought of all the things that doubters had have said about him over the years. And then the more I kind of dug in, I'm like, you know, if you want, if you want if you have an organization that is a clown show yes. and there is not, there has not been any clownier clown show over the last 20 years than the Knicks. Um, this is probably the guy you need to come in and clean shit up. And he, and that's exactly what he's done. He's come in and he's, he's cleaned shit up. Um, and there's buy-in here. I mean, I think that that, that part of it is legit. <clears throat> So for as much as um, some people may quibble with uh, certain aspects of how he runs uh, the team, uh, for the most part, I think we've been pretty happy with him. But, you know, we'll see what this year brings, because like I again, you guys are contenders. The Nets are contenders. I still kind of think Philly's going to be heard from somewhere down the line. What do you I'm obligated Uh, to ask this as someone who just impartial. What do you think is going to happen with Simmons ultimately? Uh, I think they're going to work out a trade at some point. You think point. they're going to work out a trade? Um, yeah, I think they're going to trade him. Um, I, I think even if, I think he may show up and play at some point. It doesn't seem like he wants could to, you, but. Could you fathom? Like, what would that, what, if that was in Philly, what would that ticket go for? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it would, uh, it would be ugly. That's for sure. I, I honestly, I think there is, there is a way that they could kind of resolve it, but I think. I really think they won't for two reasons. One, it's gotten way uglier than I thought it would ever really get, quite honestly. Like, like you look at the past, and I think the issue is he's not a superstar. If he was, this whole thing is done. But like Harden Harden had to show up and play. James Harden is obviously, you know, on a different level than Ben Simmons. He had to show up and play for the Rockets. But you know, you show up, you half-ass, but still prove that like I'm James Harden, right? Like I can do a 30-point triple-double, not not a big deal. And then teams are like, okay, yeah, he can still do the thing. We'll trade for him i was like they're gonna get ben to show up he's gonna do his 15 6 and 6 deal and some team is gonna be like cool you know what he's 24 yeah. we'll do it um i don't know if that happens anymore but the, the real reason i don't think they're that i think they will trade him 
is they just seen the basketball part of it doesn't work. Like, it's not like yeah. you get him back and you're, you think you're going to win the finals this year. I, maybe they do think that that's how organizations kind of work, but I just don't think it works. I don't think it's, it was ever going to work with the way Ben and Joel play together. And I think the kind of, and the, the crux of the reason he's not been traded yet is you got to look at it and go, how much more could a team accommodate Ben than the Sixers accommodated Ben? I mean, they bring in Seth Curry, who's oh. like a shooter. Danny Green's a shooter. Joel became a shooter. Joel was an MVP candidate because suddenly he could shoot. How he, much more? Is, like, is it the Warriors or nothing? Yeah. Like, I don't know what, what I think that's the issue is teams are looking like uh, they kind of had four really good shooters around him. Like I made this case on, on our newsletter, like the Bucks had way worse spacing around Giannis than the Sixers had around Ben Simmons. Like people always do that hypothetical, like, oh, put Simmons where Giannis is and they would no, oh first off, they'd be they'd be way worse. Second off, let's look at the other side of that. Let's look at Danny Green, Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid and Giannis. What is that team doing? <laughs> that team is destroying the freaking world. So I hate that. Giannis and, and Embiid. Much, but oh, my Giannis God. Giannis and Embiid on the same team would be good luck scoring ever. That would be something. Yeah. That would be something. I'm, I, 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 don't, I haven't really talked about him in a while, but I, I have to admit, I am kind of an Embiid guy. I appreciate oh, his. He, he rocks. He's amazing. Yeah. He's, he's just such a heel. Um, and he's oh, a lot yeah. of fun. So anyway, long, long, uh, long winded way of saying that I do think Philly will be heard from, cause I agree with you. I think they're going to figure out a way to make a trade, you know, and then there's like the rest of the East. Um, I guess we have to throw Miami in there at this, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the Knicks are not there yet. Um, they're not going to get there with this current roster, but I think everybody's just kind of enjoying it for what it is, like you said before. And we'll worry about the next thing when, when the next thing gets here. Cause isn't there always the next thing, you know, there always is. I will say though, I think there's more than just like it being fun for, for fans and, and you guys that they're good. I think there's real value in just organizational stability and like oh, showing yeah. that. And I think we've seen from the nets right there in town, like, if you are based in one of these crazy markets, there can be even more value. But I mean, the Bucks, like a couple of years ago, I mean, I guess 2019 people really were high on them in 2020 as well. But for the most part, like they took a lot of pieces that initially nobody really cared about all that much. I mean, drafting Giannis was like a lucky thing, but Chris is a throw in and there were plenty of times they could have given up on Chris over the last seven years and they didn't. But the first, the reaction of the Drew Holiday trade and extension, both moves was like, Bucks are so stupid. He's not good enough. What are you doing? Like, there's really like, I think more value than, than people think in like being confident you have the right guys, keeping the right guys around. And just like, not every time, like you said, they've, they've had to pivot out of some bad moves, right? Like DJ Augustine kid, a lot of misses. Yeah. But, but every, what NBA team, I guess the point is that what NBA team doesn't exactly. screw up. Exactly. I mean, the you know, what, what do you say? The Warriors are the best run organization in the last five, six years. And well, they just drafted. Six, They've had six centers on their roster and all of those runs and like, no, everyone fucks up. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I wouldn't, I still can't wait to see how Wiseman over, over ball looks in a few years. But um, I even remember the Middleton, the first Middleton extension, the one, where was it like three for 42 or something? There were people that were critical of that because they were like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, and that was back when salaries were a little bit lower. Um, and that dude has turned into, I mean, he's just a fucking monster. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's carving out a borderline Hall of Fame career. For I mean, if they win another championship, yeah, yeah they, they're going to need to. And it, the I think they need to win is one more. He he didn't make All Star last year because he was bad the first half of the year. He so got, he's got two two All Stars, no All um, no All NBA. He got right? snubbed. The thing was, he had enough votes for All NBA the one year. 
and the positional thing screwed him. Yeah, he was, yeah, that, he, like he ended up not making it, even though he had more votes than someone, but more total points, but not votes at position. They got to look at uh, that should not happen, in my opinion. Like, just take the best players. Who cares? They're not playing games with these teams. But um, but yeah, he needs to make a couple of those teams. So hopefully he can get you know back from COVID. And and obviously, for a lot of reasons, hopefully he can get back from COVID for him yes. first. But, you know, it'd be great for him to notch like a couple all NBAs, some more all stars here and and then. He, he certainly could have a case at it. He's got a gold medal now. Yeah, I was about to say that. That Listen, we they factor in all this stuff with these guys. Um, last thing before I let you go, Giannis, um, we were saying on, I think it was the Patreon pod a few weeks ago, that uh, if, you know, big if, but if uh, they win another, he leads the team to another championship and he could notch one more MVP. Um, we were actually I think, pitching both of those things happening in this year. I think he, I don't want to say he's already out of the MVP race because we've seen guys come back after certainly slower. He hasn't had a slow start. He's just, there are other guys who are a little bit more otherworldly. And, and they're not winning. Like that's, and that's I mean, th- yeah. four and six. You're not going to be in there. The bucks weren't in the, the last top 10 power ranking. I saw it. And I was like, you know what? Fair. They played like ass. Like I don't, I get it. Uh, I'm not mad. It's 10 games. Um, we'll see, yeah, like it I said, is. We'll, it is. Yeah. we'll see what happens against Philly. Um, and against the Knicks. Uh, but any, uh, I digress. So, I think if he could check though, I don't even know if he needs another MVP, to be honest with you. I think he, one more championship, if he gets the two chips and the two MVPs, I think that puts him in the top 15 conversation, right? Do you, would, I'm sure I would imagine you would yeah. concur. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, he's already got a case for greatest buck. Just looking at Buck's ten years of all time, I personally think he is there. Uh, Kareem, Kareem was there got, for seven, eight years, seven years, eight, uh, nine years, I, I'm, seven or eight, I think. I should okay. know that offhand. But he had played for a long time in LA too, and obviously came in the league pretty old because he played, I think, four years of college. Um, but. You know, Kareem has all the numbers still because Kareem came in like Giannis came in at seven points a game or whatever. Kareem comes in and is like, we led league in scoring. Yeah. Yeah. He's like 30 and 15. And then they win a ring a second year. So it's going to take Giannis a while to catch up to the numbers if he chooses to do that. And fingers crossed he does. But I think, you know, Kareem's championship, as great as it is to win one, it was like kind of an injured bullets team and it wasn't wasn't the most adversity in the run. And I don't know. I think Giannis beating KD in Brooklyn game seven and going on and come back from the injury to beat the Suns. Like I, I give him a slight nod, but yeah, I think all time placement. I mean, it's, I try not to look at it too much right now just cause I, you know, it's, there's, no there's so much left to be done. But I, I said when they, right when they won it and I stand by it, he's put himself on a goat trajectory with the, the years the, the, with how much he's done in such little time. I think, he, Mike, and maybe Duncan did or some, I forget what the combo is, but like finals MVP, MVP, DPOI by this age okay. or something like that. Like he's, it, it, listen, there's a lot left to be done. You know, there's players that won early and then didn't go back, but he, he's put himself in a place where I think he could get to that, that other conversation a long time from now of like, Ugh, I mean, number one. I, to it's me, gonna take it's, a lot. it's going to take a whole it, lot to me right now. He's in the, like when you look at eras and we talk about this a lot, it's like there's your, your Jordan to Shaq and Duncan to Kobe to LeBron and KD. And now we're, I think he's going to be the first name that we say now. I mean, two MVPs in a championship. Is it going to be Giannis and Luca? Is it going to be Giannis and 
you know, somebody else that I'm not, I'm, you know, I, I probably should have thrown in Steph. Like there's all yeah. these guys, all these guys are in the top 15 in some, in some order, but to get to where you're, th- I mean, man, how old is he? Uh, he turns 27 in December. Jesus I Christ. 27 or 28. I think 27. Yeah. 27. That's still fucking young. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He's got a long uh, way to go. And he just got like this good, relatively speaking. Yeah. He turns 27 December 6th. That's, um, that's yeah, right. Uh, and thank you, Andrew, for uh, typing in. Kareem was in Milwaukee for, for six yeah. seasons. Yeah. He, um, he, I think he came out of college at like 23 or something like that. Yeah. So I, he's already he the greatest buck. You know? Didn't lose a game in college too. So you understand why he Kareem, stayed in college as long as he did. Kareem's goat case is he just won everywhere. My favorite Kareem story is they didn't let him play varsity his first year at UCLA, I believe because that was just like the rule it's a stupid rule. like break yeah. the rule it's kareem mm-hmm. but they won the championship that year without him and he led the freshmen to beat that team in like a full-on scrimmage i like, i think i've read that too he, he never i never lost i i didn't i put in our in my top because andrew made me do a top 75 or a top 15 ranking at the very least i, I made I him put, rank a top 75 yes. yes and i put kareem uh number two and i think he i did. got a little bit of pushback oh wow on that, interesting yeah i have him third i have the, the, the obvious two guys one and that's two fair. but it's in it's, what order uh, i got mj brown okay that's the correct personally answer. i mean yeah. it's just two three peats it's just like <laughs> Thanks, in, the era, in the era it's just like oh my god but yeah. i have so much trouble like where, where do you put bill russell right like i don't know i don't know how to quantify what he did it's he's very good clearly he's a great player but i don't, I don't know man if you ask anybody twice our age he's yeah. already too low than oh, yeah. what we've discussed so far it should he's, be wilton bill man exactly and Wilt then everybody else yeah um yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, last thing I want to say before I let you go, I would just want to make sure I, I have Andrew in here for this. In our text conversation, our group text conversation before the finals last year, there was one person and one person only who predicted Bucks and six. That would Ooh. be the guy you're talking to right now. Let's Mr. Go. Yes. Yeah. Let's go. Specifically Video. said Bucks and six. And the answer being they have the best player on the court throughout the entire series. That and was what won out. And then I will say it was funny because I saw some people saying Giannis was always this guy. They were just better this year. He wasn't. He got way better. In that. Oh, no. He, they found something. And the it, team it found Brooklyn something. Series. It was the Brooklyn series. That's yeah. what did it. Like when they were down 2-0, it was one of those moments like, are they going to break and lose? Or are they going to fight through this and figure some shit out? And they figured it out. Um, I will say I that's a great call. I almost had the whole run before the playoffs started. And the Heat couldn't pull out that game one where everything went against the Bucks. I said, <laughs> Bucks in five, Bucks in seven, Bucks in six, Bucks in six. It ended up being four, <laughs> seven, six, and six because they couldn't win that damn game because Chris had to make Duncan Robinson food for the 500th time that night and they lost. Uh, but I was like, damn it. Like that would have been such a great tweet. No, no one wanted to win that. I, I remember no, that, that game. Brutal. That no one and, wanted and to win that to, game. In our shoes, like I think in the pod, we talked ourselves into being confident, right? Because we were like, the things that went well for the Heat, the Bucks. I think there's good signs they can do this. Yeah. But there was a lot of quivering on Bucks Twitter after the bubble series of like, oh my god, like, oh wow, oh my god, if we lose this to them in the first round this time, oh my, there were people wanting to duck them, like lose a game to avoid them. I was like, no, 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 no. If you're the best team, play like the best team. You cannot back into the playoffs that's a losing recipe but there yeah it was uh it was scary for a second there but then not scary at all which that was such a fun series <laughs> but yeah. but no I, I appreciate you paying paying the recognition there he's not coming by the way just so you know 
Who? Not not coming. Coming to, Giannis is not coming to New York. Oh, right? listen, no, we, this that is ship no sailed. Time. Don't worry. <laughs> listen, ship you're, 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 you, you want to talk to my co-host on the on the Sunday pods, Jeremy Cohen. He was the one who would periodically like just I'm just throwing it in there to show the math. Just in, I'm like, why the fuck are we doing this? Since we're tooting horns, by the way, um, I predicted uh, Bucks sweeping the heat. I will say oh. that I was very early on the, the heater fraud you brought, last you year. Yes, but Knicks fans get mad at me because I also predicted the Hawks would win. So there's a gift and a curse when you're looking at net rating. Your Atlanta Hawks. My Atlanta Hawks, exactly. Hopefully Hopefully not this year. Hopefully not this year. No, 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 no. Very stern on what we chanted at the Garden. Fuck Trey Young forever and ever. I love how, by the way, uh, you were saying the Eastern Conference teams that you like to throw shots at, and we went through a list. You can be honest on our pod. The number one fan base to throw shots at, Ty, is the New York Knicks, and we've no, earned it. I, I don't. I don't see. I don't care that much. You know why? I know. I know. We're trying to rap, and we're not being. Good You're good. It, but You're good. no, it's fine. You're good. Giannis had so many big moments to get Carmelo in particular, but the Knicks. So I feel like I almost like cherish more like and not really it's not i wouldn't say rivalry right like they haven't met in the playoffs ever or in a very long time at the very least but uh i can remember now Giannis's first game i think was against carmelo and the knicks his first start um, first buzzer beater i remember was against the knicks that might have been that game no i think that was a different game and carmelo was like very cool to Giannis when they were that was his first all-star team and kind of carmelo was the guy because there's quote like he's he was like oh my god i'm i'm playing against carmelo anthony in my first game and carmelo was like very cool to him in their first all-star so i always look at the knicks fondly as like this I don't know. I, it's I mean, some of the listen. I get annoyed sometimes at some of the you know. Oh, baby, Knicks twenty twenty. It's kind of over now. Not that they're a real team, but before that, right? Like Kristaps and KD and Kyrie and um, all that. Believe all that me, crap. we're we're glad it's done too. Oh yeah, yes, we're, we're very glad sure. it's done but too. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't even really take shots at the Knicks. I'm like, you know what? They, they. I mean, I was laughing at Phil Jackson and everything, but who wasn't? We but, we were laughing. We weren't because laughing. we. <laughs> well, we know we were laughing, so we didn't cry. Yeah, exactly. um, so yeah, it's a it's a reflex. Yes, exactly. That was a reflex. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I again, it was very silly for us to wait this long to finally podcast well, together. I've got to um, return the favor now. I mean, it's a, we've had the pod going too, and we haven't oh yeah. we haven't asked. So it's you can't you can't feel too bad because I we have to feel equally bad. I have so uh, extend the invite anytime. I'll, I obviously would love to. Uh, before we let you go, uh, could you kindly tell the folks at home where they can find you? I sure can. Um, I, I take great joy in doing this, actually. Um, on Twitter at Ty Windish, that's T-I-W-I-N-D-I-S-C-H. You're going to be able to find pretty much everything there. But to find the Eurostep Podcast Network, we're basically like two pods working together to cover all things Bucks and Wisconsin Herd, the G League affiliate, uh, Eurostep Podcast Network, wherever you listen to pods, wherever you listen to this great podcast, which you should give a five-star rating and review to. And you can do that to mine as well. But definitely, if you like this podcast, you got to do that. Uh, we also have a Substack and a YouTube. You can find all of this at bit.ly slash find GSPN or just search it on your various platforms and it'll be there. I promise. But five stars, big deal. Rating review. Do it, folks. Andrew, do I still have to do an outro for this episode? Or can I, <laughs> I think yeah, he actually kind of nailed it, but thank you, Ty. We'll, it's better we'll, than I could do. <laughs> sure. uh, Ty, you're the man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. 
All right. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. Uh, I told you you would enjoy that conversation with Ty, and I'm uh, fairly confident that you did because he's really good. Uh, now I could say that he's off the air. I hope uh, the Knicks kick the crap out of the Bucks uh, at Madison Square Garden on Wednesday night to get to uh, eight and four. Oh, eight and four would be nice. Wouldn't it be nice? It would be nice. Um, and of course, we will have uh, an immediate post game live stream following uh, the Bucks game. And then um, another uh, Next Film School episode uh, previewing another team that they are playing uh, at the end of this week, the Charlotte Hornets, coming at you on Friday. Uh, until then, I hope you have a great rest of the week and we will talk to you soon.